What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. Listen, you may be listening to this right now, but you guys have been asking for YouTube, so you can actually watch this right now on YouTube. So uh, if you're listening, we're glad you're here. But if you want to see behind the scenes and us actually talk about this, be sure to check out YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. I feel like a YouTuber now. Hit nice, that bell nice, notification nice. so you can stay up to date. I Only YouTube or other platforms like Vimeo and... Uh, yeah, YouTube. So, okay, okay. so, uh, <laughs> Pastor, we are season three, Okay, 25 episodes in. Right. We are finally getting to the New Testament. We're yeah. finally getting to Matthew. Yeah, almost. Oh, okay. almost. Yeah, almost. I was We're just sure there. today I was going to learn something about Scripture. We're almost there. <laughs> I thought you've learned something about I've scripture. Learned, actually, up to this I've point. learned a whole okay, lot. Yeah. I know a lot about Hellenism and men running naked in the oh, game. Here we go again. Here we go. I thought <laughs> we put that to bed for the season too. Right? Oh, okay. Anyways, okay, oh, moving on. So today uh, we're getting into Matthew. Yeah, and what did you want to call this one? Well, I, I don't know what I want to call it, but I will say this. I'm going to make two statements okay. that uh, may um, shock everyone. Okay. Or go not, not shock, but yeah, cause you to think differently. Number one, I'm going to show you how I believe Matthew was possibly written in Hebrew okay. or probably written in Hebrew first. Okay. And number two, I'm going to make the case that Matthew was the first gospel written. Okay. Well, let's get into now, it. Now, first of all, why is that Why is that a bold statement? What do people normally think Matthew was written in? What language? Uh, Greek. Greek, I would think. Greek, right? And then number two, what, uh, what is normally accepted as the first gospel? Do you know? What is the mm. first gospel normally accepted by people or, 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 or believed by people? Luke. Mark, I'm just, I'm just making up. Robert? Mark. Mark, Mark Robert, behind, Robert, the scene, behind the scenes, Mark scene, taking show notes. Mark, okay, and normally people think it's Mark Y. Because it's longest. It's the shortest. 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 Well, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's the short. No, you, you're confusing what we said. It, he has the longest explanations. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what you meant. But he has the shortest gospel. So most people think, well, he was the shortest. He wanted to get the message out quickly, so he just wrote it. The thing about Mark, contrary to popular opinion, Mark is not the shortest. In, Mark is the shortest in length or the amount of encounters that he includes, right. but he's the most long-winded when it comes to the type of encounters or the experiences longest. of Jesus. So if you ever want to know like a full comment it's like that friend that just keeps talking and talking you're like you're like seven yep uh-huh you're like let's mm-hmm. just get and, to the and point they never stop talking yeah actually that's me <laughs> yep so is this- candy always gets to the point that's why i always <laughs> say candy can never be a preacher uh or never be that, uh, that's the reason uh, well candy does teach and preach the word but <laughs> candy could never be uh a storyteller okay. uh, because oh no i can tell a story well but when i tell us well is it just me then I think it's just no, based but on I tell a story, she's like, you you go too long. Based on I'm like our ready current to get situation, to I'm yeah. gonna say it's you. It may be me. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Candy would have got to this point right. thirty three yeah. seconds. Ago. Okay, let's let's well, get to what we're talking about. I do have a question right, though. Okay, okay so is this like do people really debate this? Like which gospel was first? Yeah, because there's certain reasons why each one's first in order. Well, why is Matthew included first in the New Testament okay, that, arrangement? That, that's what you would think. Yeah, you would think naturally Matthew's first, but that was done years later. If you remember our episode not long ago when the councils met together and mm-hmm. they started to decide what books are included, they actually figured out this the goes order. first, this goes second, this goes third. But I'm going to say they were all probably onto something there too. The two reasons why I believe Matthew was first, okay? And Matthew was written in Hebrew, I think. Matthew obviously is first because I think who is the audience 
that is first accepting of the message of Jesus as the Messiah? Who who is the first group of people that everybody is right. preaching to? Yeah, Not only Jews. just the apostles, but Paul himself. The Jews. The Jews. First to the Jews, then to the then Gentiles. to the Gentiles. Exactly. In fact, if you follow the book of Acts, notice how many times Paul goes first to where. Where does he start? The Jews, where at though? Where do they meet? Jewtown. Synagogue. A, oh. Jewtown. Yeah, no, synagogue. They call it a synagogue. I fried you. Sorry. And, yeah. It's gonna be, yeah. We can edit that out. Edit that, yeah. Synagogue. <laughs> synagogue, that's where they met. Uh, and basically, uh, he preached there. Now, the crazy thing is, he was never accepted there. He yeah. was beat up. He was punished. Mm -hmm. He was pummeled. Every time he went to the Gentiles, they tried to make him a god. They were praying to him. Let us, as Zeus, come back with Barnum, you know? Yeah. But the, but the thing was, they always went to the Jews. So the ministry began. The movement began with Jewish people, mm -hmm. okay? Matthew is the most quoted. Uh, Matthew quotes more of the Old Testament reference-wise than any of the other guys combined. He's constantly saying, and the scriptures say, and uh, the prophet Isaiah said, or the prophet Malachi proposed this, right? Mm -hmm. So he's constantly connecting the Old and New Testament. He's basically saying, this is the messianic uh, rabbi you've been looking for. And then the third thing, and here's the big one. One of the big questions that Jesus was always answering, or some of the big questions, and some of the debates that Jesus was having was not necessarily over the written law, as we'll see in Matthew, not the, not the commandments. Now, a lot of people m misunderstand this. They think the Old Testament commandments are the Ten Commandments, which is part of it. But guess how many Old Testament commandments they, there actually are in the Mosaic law, the, the law of Moses? How many commandments God gave Moses? Do you know? Andy, you were talking about this earlier. What, what was that number you said? Yeah. Well, 600. And 13? 613. Wow, I had 13 in my mind. You did? I didn't have the 600 part. 600, I don't believe it. 613 <laughs> commandments, okay? Yeah. So you have 613 commandments, additionally to the 10, or the 10 are included in that with the Old Testament. Now, outside of the written law, mm -hmm. the rabbis believed, and Jesus himself would, would debate this with the guys, they believed Moses came down with two laws. Did you know this? I did not know this. Yeah. One written law that, that was written down, obviously, in, right. in the Torah. Mm -hmm. But then he came down with the oral law. The, the, the spoken law, a different law. Okay. Okay. Different, similar, but different. What, what I mean. The oral law was actually a commentary on the written law. Here's what I mean. When Moses comes down from the mountain and the Bible says, keep the Sabbath, mm -hmm. then what do you, what do you ask? What does that mean does to keep mean? the Sabbath? Okay, what does it mean to keep the Sabbath? More specifically, okay, I cannot work on the Sabbath. Right. What is work, okay? It, what if I have an animal that falls in a ditch and gets <laughs> yeah. injured? Is that work to save him? How many steps is considered work from my home to the synagogue? Mm -hmm. Can I light a fire? If so, can I kindle a fire? Can I start a fire the day before? What if I put out the fire? These are the questions that they were asking. So that was the oral law which explained the written law, okay? So the Jewish people believe, this is, this is synonymous in the culture, Moses comes down from the mountain with two laws. Now here's the question. When Jesus was being criticized by the Pharisees, which were his biggest critics, and, and, and by the way, who were the most like him? Yeah. yeah. They believed in the similar things. They didn't do what they were saying, but they, they believed the same things. Yeah. 
what were they constantly debating Jesus over that he was breaking? Pop quiz if you're listening. Oh, man. The, the written law or the oral law? The oral. oral. Well, it just hit me. He yeah. says, you have heard, but I have written. Yeah, yes, you, right? you, yeah, you've heard it said this way, but yeah. I say to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, watch this. Yeah. Jesus is actually going to give them an interpretation of the Old Testament law. And Matthew's going to show us that. Now, let's go into the text. You just got me thinking about something. Go to go to the Sermon on the Mount. I want to show you how the sermon ends, uh, or the sermon begins. Because a lot of people get to the Old Testament, and they say, ah, that's old. Let me get to the New Testament. Right. That, that's the Old Covenant. The Jews have replaced, uh, or we've replaced the Jews. We've got the New Testament. In fact, the name Old Testament. Right. Just, but we gave it that name. Yeah, it was the only testament. It was the only testament. In fact, the better way to think of it is the Hebrew Bible. Right. That was yeah. Jesus's only Bible, okay? So, but the challenge for a lot of us and those listening or, or watching are thinking, why would I read the old when I got the new? Right. You have a choice. Do you want the iPhone 8 or you want the new iPhone that just came out with the new release? The iPhone, you know, what is it now, 15? I don't know what it is, 14? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. Well, what do you want? Me th I want the new. You just want the new, yeah. new. Everybody wants the new. But last night we watched Spider-Man at home. Okay. And we went Andrew Garfield over Tom Holland. I watched the old. Really? Not really. Y'all decided to go with the old. We went with the old. Okay, that's not the point of this well, illustration. I'm just saying. <laughs> it made me think of that. There's value in the old. I'm trying right, to. Right, right. No, no, I see what you're saying. Okay, you, know you saying? got me. No, I, got, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, technology's totally different. Yeah. Which is funny in the. It's not comparable to Which is funny in the Spider Man's. Remember when they brought back all the guys from amazing. the past? Some of my amazing. kids didn't even know who they were because they yeah. were so old. You know, like, who are these guys? I was like, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's read Matthew chapter 5, and I want to show you an amazing insight that Jesus, out of his own mouth, is going to teach us about the Old Testament law. Mm. Okay? Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Candace, would you like to read? Okay. Don't think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Okay, let's stop there. What, first question is, when you're studying the scripture, you have to define the terms. There are two sections of terms that you need to know. Okay? So when I'm studying for a sermon or a Bible study... I'm coming to a text and I'm asking myself the question, what words are ambiguous? What words are not self-evident to the mm -hmm. audience? This is how I'm trying to preach. What words are not clear to me? Okay. So, Candy, what two words or two sections of words that we need to define in order to unlock this, the, the text? The law and the prophets. That's one. What's the other one? Andrew? Uh, I don't have it. You don't have it. Sorry. Abolish. Abolish. Okay, let me ask you. So you, do you apply this when you just read the word for yourself or only when you're preparing to teach? Uh, that's a good question. Depends on the kind of study. Like normal, like this morning when I was reading my Bible, mm -hmm. I don't normally do. Every now and then I look up a word, but normally it's more devotional. Okay. I'm just letting the, the, the word kind of saturate my soul and the Holy Spirit's be. And then I'll put it down and think about it. Uh, meditate. But when I'm studying for a text or studying for a lesson or, right. or, or doing some deep study for... The podcast, I'm always asking that question. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm asking the question, what is the law and the prophets? What's the word abolish? That word, uh, and including the next sentence, which is fulfill. So there are three sections we need to understand. Abolish, fulfill, law and the prophets. Andrew, the first question. What is the law and the prophets? When Jesus says the law and the prophets, the Torah and the Nevi'im, what is he saying? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have no idea. You lost me somehow. Okay, well, remember the I Tanakh, went, yeah, the Torah, I the Ketuvim. Yeah, yeah, I went Kevavim as soon as you said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was went, thinking. Yeah. Not Ketamine. That's what I said. Ketuvim. 
ketamine something. I have a speech that's a impediment. horse tranquilizer. I have a speech impediment. Yeah. Ketuvim made fun of me on the is the writing. Okay. The law and the prophets candy is what? If you would say just, it's it's a summation of something. The Old Testament. The Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. Okay. So what Jesus is saying is, do not think I've come to abolish the Old Testament, okay, the right. law and the prophets, the Bible you have. In fact, I didn't come to abolish, I've come to what? Fulfill. To fulfill. Okay. The word abolish means to nullify or to render inoperative. Okay. Okay. Meaning it has no power and no bearing on my life today. Right. So Jesus himself said, I didn't yeah. come to get rid of this. Right, I didn't come to get rid of it. Now, which is funny because there, there, there's a movement now of people that would say, replace with it. We don't need the Old Testament yeah. law. We don't need the Old Testament, you know, teachings. We don't need the Old Testament commandments. And so they pick and shoot. Now, they will say we, we, we need to keep the, the Ten Commandments for sure. Right. Got to keep those. Yeah, let's pick and choose. But we're not going to keep one of the ten. We're going to keep right. nine of the ten because the Sabbath. God knows we're not going to keep that one. So we pick and choose, really, our yeah. own commandments, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't pick and choose. Now, I will say, I'm not saying, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we have to keep the law. I'm not saying we have to participate in all the laws. Some of the laws have to do with the temple. Those are actually gone. There's ceremonial laws. There's moral laws. But the point Jesus is making is, I did not come to nullify. Mm -hmm. I didn't come to render inoperative. I actually came to fulfill the law. Now, what I'm about to tell you is going to unlock, because it did for me, it's going to unlock the ministry of Jesus in a way it's going to change the perspective you have of him. Okay, the word fulfill is actually the word that means, think of it this way, fill full, mm -hmm. not, not complete as in the sense of to do away with, it actually means to, you ready for this, interpret correctly mm. or to fill full. Okay, now let me give you an example. The problem we have with the word fulfill is, do you, do you remember back in the day when, and they probably still do this, uh, Old Navy sends out these catalogs in the mail for okay. like a sale on jeans, 30% yeah. off Old Navy sale, okay? Mm. So they'll send a back to school. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I'm just laughing because... They norm normally that would be an email or something. <laughs> he was talking just, back. I in said the back day. in the day. Okay. Oh, okay. This is like Sears catalog days. Okay. No, it's not that old, but I do I do miss the Sears I mean, catalog. Anybody remember, Sears, remember the Sears catalog when you were a kid? In general. Oh, we remember that. Miss Sears. Yeah. I used to love that Sears catalog. By the way, it was good. Let's just take your the grandmother loved him too. What are you trying to say about his grandmother? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. She did love him too. Okay. Actually, <laughs> she did love him too. <laughs> okay. Old Navy. We could use Sears, but let's use Old Navy. Okay. Old Navy sends you this catalog, this little flyer in the mail. What I realized, what I didn't realize years ago, like some of you didn't, is that Old Navy would send out this 30% off sale, back to school sale. Mm -hmm. And you feel the pressure, the sense of urgency. Right. I'm going to miss out. I got to buy a pair of jeans for the kids and myself. Right? right. But then you realize that right after that, there's the Labor Day 30% off sale. You don't want to miss that one either. Ooh. And then you have the Halloween 30% off sale. And then you have the Thanksgiving 30% off sale. And then you have the Christmas. And then you realize... That 30% off is a sale year-round. It's just the actual price. It's just actual this, price. Is, <laughs> this is my theory with Hobby Lobby, by the way. Oh, gosh. I'm convinced nothing is 50% off. That is the actual price, mm. and they just say it's marked down. Yeah, because there actually is a law for that. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. There's a law that if you, if you, if you, if somebody can mark it up higher and give you a bigger discount, even if the discount is more, then what you would pay if it's a lesser discount, you're going to choose the greater discounts because you don't want to miss the deal. That's okay, so when works. you say law, not like a legal law. No, there's like, like a, a law. It's like, 
the Parkinson's law, which is a task. Gotcha. Anyway, it's like one of those laws. Of, what were we of, talking about? Okay, back on track. Okay, so fulfill. So the Old Navy catalog comes in, 30% off. In the back of that little the little insert, back in the day, you would have this little section where you could, and some people still do this, you can actually write the order down. You write down, I want the pair of jeans with the SKU number here, and it's this amount. And let's say you send in cash in the mail or a check, and this is old school now, but you mail it in to the company. You want to buy these pair of right. slim-fitting, Mm. jeans okay mm, slim fitting whitewash jeans okay oh. whitewash let's just say but candy wears okay so when the, when the jeans come in the mail in that little plastic wrapping okay mm -hmm. that little stretchy plastic when the jeans come in the mail and you open the package up and you see the jeans okay yeah. how what do you do with the catalog that was mailed to you originally do you keep it or do you crumble it up and throw it away i throw it away why because it has been fulfilled. There we go. <laughs> the order has been fulfilled. Okay. Here's the problem. Most people read the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament, and view the New Testament that way. What do I mean? They think Jesus' words, I came to fulfill the law and the prophet wrongly for mm -hmm. years. Means we no longer need it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Because just like the just like mm -hmm. the ad that was thrown in the why do I need the catalog right. when I have the order in hand? I'm not gonna look at the jeans. I'm gonna wear the jeans. We got Jesus. We don't need the Old Testament. That's a misunderstanding of the word. Okay. Mm -hmm. The word here's a better way to think of it. Two ways. Remember those um Actually, there's a new there's a new thing out called um, Picasso Pink Pink Picasso. Have y'all heard of this? I have not. Oh, heard of this. I know what you're talking. Ladies, about. have you heard of this? If you have not heard of this, this is actually a great thing. Should I have heard about this? Yes, for Jenny, your wife. Okay. If you have not heard of it, if you're listening, well, you Jenny haven't heard probably of this. doesn't have time. Right now. Robert, have you heard of Pink <laughs> Picasso? You can thank me. This will be one of the best gifts you buy. For your wife. This episode, by the way, girlfriend. sponsored by Pink Picasso. Pink Picasso. No, this is not sponsored no. by Pink. Okay, my mom turned me on to this. She told me about. Basically, Pink Picasso is this paint by numbers for adults. Yeah, Jenny would love that. Listen, but it's like, but watch this. In all her spare time. Yeah, exactly. In all her spare time with her kid. No, and I'm gonna no, I totally want to do this. Listen, by the way. I'm just telling you. Listen to me. It's but it's small. Little, I mean, it's not like big paint, but it's right, like right. micro. You need like magnifying glass to paint these little colors. And then when you back up and see it, I'm telling you, do your do yourself a favor and look this up if you're a guy, because you want to give this to your wife, your significant other, your girlfriend. Have you bought uh, this for me? No. Ooh. Mm -hmm. But I'm planning on it. I am planning on it one day. But the reality is, <laughs> Pink Picasso. Yeah, he's sending send a note to himself. Okay, here's the deal though. It's called paint by numbers. You actually look at the picture and you can see like the flowers and the and the tulips and the and the leaves. You can see the outline of the picture, but it's not until you Ooh. put the paint. Oh yeah, he's looking it up right On now. The canvas. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. It's no, it's even more fascinating. Beautiful. My mom just this. painted something. It looked like Picasso. You can put. It was unbelievable. You can send them a put photo. This in the show notes. Like of your yeah, kids. Yeah, watch this. You could listen to this. Really? You can, you can send like a photo, dogs, kids, family, whatever. And they will create a paint by number for your image. Yes. Okay. So next episode, I'll order some of these. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this while we talk about it. While we talk about, we'll fill Jesus full. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So basically, uh, you you paint. So if you get the picture and you see the flowers and the leaves and the stems, it's a it's kind of a sketch. It's an outline of the mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. It's not until you fill it with the paint that it actually comes into full perspective and it actually 
comes to life. It's right. high definition. It takes a black and white dull sketch and turns it into a high definition visual image. Yeah. Right, the full picture. The full picture. Now watch this. You can kind of see its flowers and stems and leaves, right. but when you put the paint on, you see what the picture is supposed to be. Watch this. When Jesus says, I didn't, I didn't come to abolish, nullify, but to fulfill, he's basically saying, wow. I came to fill full. I came to give the full picture of what the law is like by living it out perfectly to the T before a holy God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, it also means another insight too. What's it mean? It also means to interpret correctly. Why, now, why is that important? I didn't come to get away, do away with the law, to nullify it, but I came to interpret the law correctly. Now, how do I know that's the case? Because notice the next thing that Jesus does, okay? The next thing that Jesus does. Can he pick it up in verse 21? So watch this, Matthew 5, 21, and I want to show you this. You have heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder, and whoever murders will okay, be subject. Go to verse 27, watch this. You have heard that it was said, do okay. not commit 31. adultery. I'll just stop right there. I just wanted to get the first part. Go to verse 31. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife. Okay, 33. Again, you have heard that it's said to our ancestors. Okay, stop right there. What is he saying? You've heard that it was said. <laughs> so, so, I'm laughing because she keeps trying to no, read no, as fast as possible. No, no, she's trying to get it out, but that's not the point. I want you to stop. No, no, I want you to stop. When he He's says, saying, you have heard, heard that it was said, said right. what is right. he saying? He's saying, you've heard this, but this but is... Okay, you. where have you heard of that? Uh, the oral law. The written... Well, yes, the written and the oral law. Yeah. Right? The written and the oral What was the, the technical law. term for the oral law? Uh, the, that's a good question. I forgot that. The technical term for the oral law was the Mishnah. Mishnah. Mm, the Mishnah. Did you know that? Yeah, the, well, we've heard Talmud, all about that. The the Mishnah, yeah. the Gomorrah. All of that makes up the, uh, the Talmud. Okay. Actually, the Mishnah, the Talmud's all of them, but the Mishnah is the collection of the oral law written down. Now, they didn't actually write the Mishnah down until after the destruction of the temple because the Jews were dispersed all over the world. Before that, they were connected together in Jerusalem, you know, Israel. After that, they were dispersed the diaspora around the world. But that's called the Mishnah or the Talmud, which is the collection of the oral law, Okay, which is pretty fascinating. But here's what Jesus is going to do. Jesus says... I'm not coming to get away from the law, do away. I actually am coming to interpret the law and let me interpret it correctly. You have heard it said before, an eye for an eye, but a tooth for a tooth. But I say, anyone who is angry with his brother, you've heard it say, do not murder. I'm sorry, do not murder. But I tell you, anyone who's angry with his brother, Mm. you've heard it say, do not commit adultery. But I say, if anyone looks at a woman with lust, see what I'm saying? Yeah, he raised the bar. Yes, he raises the bar and here's what he's doing. He's giving a correct interpretation of the law. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's crazy. For the rest of Jesus's ministry, particularly in Matthew, what does he criticize? What is he attacked on? Jesus? Yes. His interpretation of the law. Mm-hmm. Why do your disciples not fast when everybody else is fasting? Mm-hmm. Why are your disciples working by rubbing grain on the Sabbath? Why are you healing somebody uh, on the Sabbath. So what they're doing is they're asking him questions about his interpretation. And Jesus basically says, you guys have kept the letter of the law, but you've missed the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. You missed the heart of the law. Heart. Now we know a lot of people like this. We know a lot of people who can check boxes. We know a lot yeah. of people who show up at church. We know a lot of people who are active uh, in, in certain areas uh, of life groups and D groups, but they are far from God right. and their affection 
and their devotion. We know people like oh, this, yeah. right? Do you know anybody I've, like this? I've been like this in seasons. Sure. We've all been like that, right? right. You go through, a, you start checking boxes legalistically, right? Sure. So Jesus is going to show them this is the correct interpretation of the law, and that's what he's questioning on. Now, why is that important? This is why I believe Matthew was first. I believe Matthew was first because Matthew is one of the only gospels, at least in, in a robust way, who is constantly answering questions about the oral law which the Jewish community would have had since they were the first to receive the message. When Paul comes along, Acts 15, and the, 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 the Jerusalem council happens, and Paul says, no, actually, there are some Gentiles down the road, guys, that are actually receiving the gospel, and God's grace is to them. And then the ministry blows up with the Gentiles, and the Jews are diminished. And now we have very little, obviously, Messianic Jewish, but the, but the comparison is so out of whack now. Here's the thing. Matthew's the first because he's addressing this fledgling movement that is particularly directed wow. toward Gen Jews. When Mark is written to the Romans, Luke is written to the Gentiles, and John is written to all the dispersion uh, of believers. And so that's the case I have for, for, for Matthew. Now, could, could that be wrong and could it be Luke? Now, there's a strong case. My friend, Dr. David Allen, wrote a book on Luke. Uh, he's a linguistics uh, preaching professor at Southwestern Seminary, and he actually wrote a book where he professed or, or, or suggested Luke was first. Mm. Do you know why? Uh, because all the details, and then everybody else used his details to fill in. Well, because he does this eyewitness account, and right, he's right. interviewing people, and he's yeah. he's writing a chronological order. So, the the end of the day is it doesn't really matter, right? Okay, it doesn't really matter. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I believe Matthew is number one. Now, you're gonna you're gonna see this as we get into Matthew next week because what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> we kind of got into it. <clears throat> no, okay. We got to get the we dipped our toe. we dipped our toe in the fulfill the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. We did. Right? We did go there. You gave a little. You nugget read there. the first part of several verses. That's right. That is a that is a bonus. <laughs> no, next week is what we're going to talk about, which is crucial. We're going to talk about the three themes of Matthew. You gotta remember, these writers are writing thematically to prove a point. Right. Matthew has three themes, and again, all Jewish in nature, and I'm gonna show you why I believe plays into the idea that I think he's writing a Hebrew first Bible, and he's also writing a Bible that is to the Jews first, which would have been the early movement. So we're gonna talk about the three themes of Matthew, but we're also gonna talk about how one of those themes connects Jesus to Moses. Ooh. And Matthew actually structures his gospel around the five books of Moses. Okay, here we go. Mm. Candy, you have any last thoughts? Good. I don't think so. Okay, I well, hey, season three, y'all, we just kicked it off. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, share it with a friend anywhere you listen to this podcast. If you can leave a comment or a review, that helps us reach more people. And now that we're on YouTube, y'all, I expect to see you sharing this on Facebook and stuff. So uh, we're excited to be here. Pastor Candy, thank y'all so much. And we'll see you on the next episode.